0: This week's Old Testament reading is full of instruction for people who have returned to rebuild their home after a long time of exile. In the midst of the joyful return, God issues judgment, and the prophet, in this case the prophet Isaiah, is the one who shares this news with the people. Individuals back then believed they were doing the right things by fasting and worshiping. But the prophet Isaiah interrupted their claims of piety by calling for a series of behaviors we recognize as themes throughout the prophets. To loosen the bonds of injustice, to share what we have with those who are lacking, to bring the homeless into one's house, to give clothing and shelter to the naked, to be at peace with one's family, to help the afflicted. These are more than just one-time actions. These are behaviors with broad social consequences. They are actions that will restructure relationships. God calls us to be a people of action And then Jesus, in the New Testament reading we will soon hear, reiterates the same message. We can't just say the words, but we need to live the words. During the beginning of the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is clear about how we are called to live by loving our enemies, forgiving the people around us, helping the poor, and the list goes on. A bit later, in the sixth chapter of Luke, the one we will soon hear, Jesus uses the images of building a house to describe our call to be faithful disciples and not just listen to Jesus' words, but to act upon them. Therefore, building our houses with strong foundations. Jesus was a carpenter, after all, so this metaphor makes sense. Jesus calls us to be a people of action. Both of these passages explain our job as Christians in clear and concise ways. Now it's up to us. Are we ready to be the people that God calls us to be?
1: The first reading is selections from Isaiah 58. Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day, acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast day that I choose to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil. If you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom will be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden like a spring of water whose water never fails. Your ancient rooms shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. And then Luke 646 to 49. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words and acts on them. That one is like a man building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood arose, the river burst that house who could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, immediately it fell, and great was the ruin of that house. May God bless our understanding of this reading. Thank you,
0: God. It was 12 years ago when I was a CE director, and I received an email from Karen Carlino, an active member of this congregation asking if her daughter, Amanda, for her sixth birthday could help, help out the church school mission project. You see, the church school mission project for that year meant collecting money for books at Fred Wish Elementary School in Hartford. 12 years ago, I received that email because Karen and Mike decided to talk to Amanda about if, for her birthday party, she'd be willing to collect books instead of receive presents. In her typical Amanda form, she said yes. Over 85 books were collected, and they were from a list that the principal and the reading specialist had sent to me You see, even 12 years ago, the poverty in Hartford was outrageous. And many of those kids don't have books at home. And so our goal as a church was to raise enough money that each child would get a book to take home and that we could restock the shelves of their school library and of the classroom libraries. Karen, 12 years ago, wrote me an email after the birthday party, and told me about the many books that were received but also said that many of the parents were inspired by this idea and maybe would try it with their children. Karen's words, wouldn't that be a great trend to start? Just last weekend, David and I went to visit at some of our Mission Immersion Day sites. As we were driving into Hartford to go to South Park Inn, our church school mission project for this year, I realized that guess who we would see there but Amanda Carlino and her family, 12 years later. Still smiling, still serving. The prophet Isaiah and Jesus make it very clear what our call as Christians is. We can be as pious as we want and we can fast, but really we are called to loosen the bonds of injustice, to feed the hungry, to give books to those who don't have them, to clothe the naked. The prophet Isaiah and Jesus were crystal clear. Our work continues. The world needs us. Our children need us. Just a few months ago, I read a story about a principal of an elementary school in Texas. You know how, as parents, we're told that our kids should read every night, or we should read to them for at least 30 minutes. I'll admit it, sometimes in my house it's successful and sometimes not so much. (laughs) But we're told that as parents, reading is so important, and of course it is, so this principle takes it to the next level. On Tuesday nights, she gets in her pajamas, and at 7.30, Belinda puts on her cell phone to Facebook Live, and she reads a story to her kids. She doesn't call them her students, she calls them her scholars. And in her pajamas, every Tuesday night, tucked in Tuesdays, she reads a book. She says she does this for many reasons. She does this because she loves to read. She does it because she loves her kids. And she does it to try to bridge that gap between home and school. She loves that the parents often sit down and listen to her read as well. And then often, when she's in the middle of a book, she'll stop and ask questions. And the kids eagerly on Wednesday mornings are waiting to answer the questions and tell her thumbs up or thumbs down on her pajamas. (laughs) Ladybug Girl was a recent book she read. Thank you, Chris Stone, who agreed that this was a whole series out there, Ladybug Girl. I've not read it. But she was reading this book on one of those Tuesday nights and she stopped because in the book, The little sister was told she couldn't do something by the older brother because she was too little. And Belinda stops and looks into her phone camera and says, have you ever been told that you can't do something because you're too little? She said, I grew up with three big sisters and they told me all the time that I couldn't do things. But I say that you can do anything you want. The poverty rate at that school is 95 percent of the children are below the poverty line belinda says that she challenges her kids saying you can do anything you want you can go to college you can get the job of your dreams but she says she has to balance that with meeting the kids with where they're at so she tells them that they should work hard And be the best they can be if you're going to be a ditch digger work hard and be the best you can be she also puts on dance parties in the school twice a week and often is known to do home visits either for a thumbs up and a high five or for a little guiding back to the right path The prophet Isaiah and Jesus make it very clear that we can say the words, but we must live the words. Belinda got that message. Our work continues. The world needs us. The prophet Isaiah and Jesus say that we must clothe the naked and feed the hungry and welcome the stranger each and every day. And that when we do that, people see God and know that they are loved. The work we do on mission trips, on youth mission trips, on adult mission trips, it matters. It changes the world. The work we do on mission immersion days and hands-on Hartford, the work we do every day of our lives, it matters. It changes the world. Our work continues. It was after Hurricane Katrina, and a group went down to Back Bay Mission, and they were helping a woman named Edna. Edna lived in the house with her daughter and her grandson, and when the floods came, Edna and her grandson were able to go to an upper story of the house. But the daughter did not make it she hung on to a piece of furniture that then started floating away. Edna screaming for her daughter. The daughter ended up being safe, but the house was ruined. When the group of workers showed up at Edna's house, they met a woman with a joyful spirit who said, when I see you, I know God loves me. When I see you, I know God loves me. Those darn prophets of the Old Testament, they challenge us and they yell at us and they inspire us to be people who show up and when others see us say, When I see you, I know God loves me. When I see you, I know God loves me. Our work is not simple, it is not easy, and it is not done. Our work continues.
1: Continue by Maya Angelou. My wish for you is that you continue. Continue to be who and how you are, to astonish a mean world, with your acts of kindness. Continue to remind people that each is as good as the other.
0: Continue to remember your own young years and look with favor upon the lost and the least and the lonely.
1: Continue to put the mantle of your protection around the bodies of the young and defenseless. Continue to take the hand of the despised and diseased and walk proudly with them in the high street. Some might see you and be encouraged to do likewise. Continue to let gratitude be the pillow upon which you kneel to say your nightly prayer. And let faith be the bridge you build to overcome evil and welcome good.
0: Continue to dare to love deeply and risk
1: everything for the good thing, continue. And by doing so, you and your work
0: will be able to continue
1: eternally.